Roger Rashid is the man you want to speak to when we want to talk about anything or want to know anything about tennis. And, of course, we're getting right to the pointy end of Wimbledon. He joins us now. Rog, thanks for your time. No worries, Biggs. Timmy, how are you, boys? Yeah. Excellent. We are very well. And uh, what about Nick Kyrgios? Hey? It's been a long while between drinks uh, in terms of uh, Aussie men making it to the semis, but he's there and in with a good shot, you would think. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the first thing we do know with Nick is he's got a he's got a toolkit that that you know really uh, can bother everybody in the world of tennis, and he's done that. He's proven that, and and on grass he's even more natural on the way the way he goes about it, and uh, he's looked after the he's looked after his game throughout the course of the two weeks, uh, boys, and and puts himself in a favourable position now um, with with Rafa obviously getting through in five sets in four hours twenty. But uh, suffering, there's no doubt about mm. that. He's got something going on with his stomach, which which looks like we're not sure what it looks like when he wakes up this morning, um, whether it's a, a, something that he's going to be able to persist with and go through or if it's a stomach pull and strain that uh, he's not going to be able to start start that match. So it'll be interesting like, next 24 hours. So, so let's go through that. Let's say it is an abdominal strain. Uh, you know, in terms of your shots, it's pretty much every shot, but it's the serve, it's it's all that stuff. And and if it is that, will that make it difficult to him to suit up? Yeah, I think so. Look, if he feels comfortable off the back of the court, um, which he did in some areas, you know, he was playing well off the back of the court. So mm. it's virtually like starting the point um, you know, without the serve, mm. you, tr- you, you get the ball in, and you ang- then you actually try and use your weapons from there. But I just think over the st- from the start of a match, bigs to go to go right throughout the course of five set uh, tennis with Nick. Um, you know, if you if you're starting with a real severe pain, how how do you numb that, and and where do you go to from there mm. anyway? I mean, if you if you get through that, so um, yeah, it's one of those areas where. But as we see, I'm not sure if you saw it, but his father. Yeah, um, sister, mm. agent, they were, they were all saying, shut shop. And that, that's the most animated I've ever seen them on a tennis court of telling Rafa. And Rafa had his head down. He refused to look up there because. What's to say um, about him though? He's, he's amazing, yeah, isn't he? Everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> exactly. so you'd, you'd like, you'd like him playing every, every position on a football field, mm. I think, because he obviously can endure pain. He's mm. got a level that, uh, he's capable of doing. And also in that moment, he can find solutions and find other ways of using his craft to 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 compete and actually stay uh, viable. So it's a it's one of the great he's one of the great sporting yeah, mm. maybe the greatest sporting athletes we've seen in, in what he can actually do you know within himself. Roger, I want to get serious here. Um, did you hear Mitch Georgiades come off the uh, track early? <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit big concerned. A bit, bit concerned. Hey, mate. Uh, in all seriousness, Nick Kyrgios. What I love about him is that. Rafa loves the fight. He loves it from the back, smashing and bashing Oris, but Nick just does the unpredictable. And I don't think that that really suits uh, Rafa. And it, it's, it upsets a lot of players because, you know, he'll do a drop shot from behind the baseline, things like that. It just mixes it up, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I guess, it, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't suit anybody really. On no. because, uh, and only because he's got the firepower, Timmy, so... He's got the serve where he owns half mm. the points. So before he starts a tennis match, he's looking after half his points. They're in his pocket, no yeah. no energy used. Yeah. So then you've got to work out the rest. You know, you've got to get on him for the rest of the time. And then off every part of the tennis court, he's got a legitimate weapon that he can hit a clean, cold winner off or he can take the racket out of your hand. So there's no safety areas. The only real safety area for a lot of the players is if whether Nick self-destructs. Mm, yeah. um, and if you keep him out there long enough, and if you can, and if there can be enough anxiety in the match, and he's uh, and he self destructs, well, that's where 
that safety within the opposition. But um, against the best players in the world, he's been prepared to lock in and it sort of it sort of ticks his box mentally in the head. He loves that environment. He's ge- he's generally the underdog, uh, so nothing to lose. It's a free-minded Nick Phillip, uh, Nick Kyrgios there. So he, the accountability sort of, if you know what I mean, isn't there. Whereas turning up to be the favourite every every match, as he said, even in his last match. And a few of those matches, he didn't quite find the middle of the racket. Uh, there was a little bit more anxiety within him because he's expected to get the result. Mm. Um, Rog, uh, we've heard him refer to his team a number of times. We've heard him talk about he's got much better habits yeah. and then putting the work in uh, at training. He used to be a bit of a lone mm-hmm. wolf. Is he starting to get the right people around him? Uh uh, I think the right people for Nick um, mm, yeah. is it the right is it the right people for a week in week out product on the tour, you know to to beat you know to really sort of stamp your authority um, in the game, probably not Bix, but for him it's right you know at the moment because uh, he's not doesn't play a full schedule doesn't really want to um, you know are the proofs going to be in the pudding because you can say things in a press conference and you can go out on the court and actually. Uh, give some verbal sprays to the umpires, the ball kids, the, you know, Lions people and really sort of berate them. I don't know if that's maturing. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd love him. I don't mind, I don't mind players and I um, guess we all don't. We don't mind them having their own little outbursts and having their own character and, you know, we want characters in the game, mm. but respect, the, respect the rest of the tennis, the people that sit under the tennis umbrella. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, he's maturing in some areas, but I, this is a, it's a snapshot. And when we see it week in, week out, and there's some real data we can pull from it, then I think we can actually say, wow, there's, uh, there's legitimate change in, um, in Nick. One thing we do know, he plays amazing tennis when he's there, uh, and he's in the moment, and, he, and he's very dangerous. He's good to watch because you know something's going to happen. As Timmy said, there's mm. something different, and he, and he brings a, a different spectator to the sport. Can he be coached? Is there a style of coach out there that can do it? Uh, I think you could, Timmy, because you you just you'd start with your jokes. And you'd and you'd keep it you'd keep it like that. You know, you'd you'd shoot some hoops with him and then that's it. I mean, it was interesting. I think when you coach someone like Nick, you've got to go limited time on the court and just and have snapshots on the court and keep him happy off the court. And yeah. I don't think he's you know, as he said, you know, you wouldn't want you know Someone asked him about having a coach. He said, "I I wouldn't do it to anybody." Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, is that is that a is that a cop out? Probably. Mm. Um, you know, I think I think everybody's coachable. Everything's you know, you just got to work with the athlete and see what your you know you actually set goals on. Hey, what tournaments do you want to target? Okay, if you want to target five, seven tournaments a year, eight tournaments a year, how do we go about you know redlining you in those moments, mm. and then we can give you your breathing space around that. Um, yeah, Nick's going to do it differently. He wants to. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see throughout the course of his career. And the one thing he has said is he's really, he's now finally probably enjoying tennis. You can't not enjoy Wimbledon. I don't know if you guys have been there. Um, it's one of the bucket lists of anybody mm-hmm. who likes sport. Yeah, it's um, still on mind. Just a bit. You know, it just, it's just a walk into the suburb. You walk down the hill and there it is. Uh, you know, the All England Club and, and, and the tradition around it. I love the fact that. Traditionally, um, you know, commercially they've grown as a product. They've got development through the stadium, but traditionally they've stayed so pure. And I guess that's that's one of the beauties of the sport. Yeah, that's right. You watch it on TV. There's not one bit of advertising on any of the hoardings mm. around the court. It is fantastic. Roger, thanks for your time and, and thanks for sharing some of your thoughts.
Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. There you See go, you, Roger Rashid, who is a uh, fantastic asset for us to be able to and chat to. An at, internal at, professional. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's a star, and he's coached. He's played. Uh, and the other good news, just quickly, got a, t- a text message on the Sip and Save text line. Uh, Sam Stozer and Matt Ebden through to the final of the mixed double. So Brilliant. excellent. That would be very be nice, nice indeed Sam. if they could yeah, salute there.